Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This episode is episode 307, and we're talking about packing light, how to travel with just carry-on size luggage. That's right. And we're coming to you today from Chisinau in Moldova. Look at you. You learned how to say it. I know. It's taken me just a, a week. The problem with Chisinau is that the way you say it isn't anything like the way you write it. So it's taken us some time to learn how to say it. Well, we're here in Moldova for the Moldovan Wine Festival, which was going to be amazing. Yes, but unfortunately, we found out last week that it was cancelled, which is so gutting, so terrible. Yeah, I've been looking forward to coming here since we first read about it back, I think, I'm 99% sure it was in Europe in a shoestring by Lonely Planet way back in 2006. It might well have been. I know we've been looking forward to it for a good 8 to 10 years, so that would be about right. So we finally managed to get to Moldova, and we're so excited, and it's not happening. No, it's not. And the reason for that is because uh, there are people protesting their campaigning against the government. I think it's anti-corruption. And so there are lots of tents in the main square, which is exactly where the festival is going to be held. That's right. But we still get a very warm welcome. After we passed through passport control, try saying that five times fast. After we passed through passport control. Yeah, that's quite difficult. Yeah, that's not too easy. Uh, we were greeted by a live band in traditional folk costume and uh, servers who were bringing out mini bottles of wine yeah, to we, celebrate. We haven't opened our bottle yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be our first taste of Moldovan wine. And we're also interviewed for our two Moldovan TV channels, so hopefully we'll be on TV. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I'll be famous. Not just internet famous, but TV famous yet again. So yeah, it was quite funny. We were standing in line waiting for passport control, and it was one of these lines that isn't a line at all. It's more like a scrum. Everyone's kind of pushing and shoving, trying to get to the front of the queue. And we heard this really, really cheery ding, ding, ding kind of music. And we were trying to work it out because it wasn't the kind of music you usually hear when you're in a passport control line. And then we finally got through and we got given wine and talked to someone who was really nice. And it turns out there's all sorts of events going on. So we're not going to miss out on our Moldovan wine while we're here. Well, let's play some of that music that we heard as we passed through the airport today. So we've been traveling for 10 years now, and I think the most important thing we've learned in all of the time we've been traveling is to pack light. And it was one of the first things we learned, but I'd still say it's one of the most important. And in fact, whenever someone asks me, what's your number one tip for traveling well? I always say, pack light, take less stuff. Yeah, it's a good point. And you say it was one of the first things we learned, but it did take us a couple of years to go from, that's a good idea, to... I think we could do it too. In a couple of years, it took to, about six. To actually getting down to just two carry-on size bags. And yeah. I, well, it might have taken six years, but it's still a struggle yeah. uh, month after month. We're always trying to pare down and compress and get down to fewer and fewer things in our bags. But, oh, my goodness, it's a struggle. We started with the maximum allowance that the Alliance would let us have. So two 80-litre packs, full carry-on size bag too, and I think I had a handbag as well. So... We were really taking too much stuff. And I remember talking to you as we were packing for that first trip. And I was saying, Craig, do you really think we need to take those DVDs? And you're like, yeah, yeah, we definitely need the DVDs. I said, do you think we really need this chest? And he's like, yeah, 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 we really need that. And uh, now 
I'm glad I'm glad to inform you that we do not carry DVDs with us anymore. That was so heavy. Yeah. Well, it's amazing what digital media has done. I mean, we still carry hundreds of movies and tens of thousands of songs and dozens of games. But they don't weigh they, five kilos. <laughs> they all fit on a couple of phones. So there are lots and lots of benefits to packing light. We keep discovering new ones, but the main ones are, well, first of all, we have less stuff to keep track of. I mean, we lose things all the time. It was quite funny. We were just talking to Charles, who we stayed with in Prague, and he said, you guys, you left this cable and you left this towel, and I don't know what we left behind, but we left quite a few things. So yes, we still do lose things, but we have fewer things to lose, so we're less likely to lose things, maybe? Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on the the area. Like At the moment, we're in a hotel-slash-apartment rental kind of situation, which is very Spartan. So when we leave, anything that isn't bed clothes or towels mm-hmm. um, or a pot plant is, uh, <laughs> has to go in our bag. I think one of the problems with staying with Charles, one of the things we left behind was an iPod cable, and he also had an iPod cable, so I thought it was probably his. Shock and horror. Yeah. The other people having iPod cables. I know, I know. So anyway, having less stuff is great. Another big factor is the fact that we don't have to check bags when we're traveling on a plane, especially on budget airlines. Yeah, this is a real trifecta, actually. You save money by not checking a bag. You save time because you don't have to wait for the bag on the other side of passport control. And you never lose your bag because it's always with you. Yeah. Oh, and one other fact that we didn't think of earlier was that sometimes you get really cold on a flight. And if you've got all your stuff with you, you can just get a jumper out of your bag. It's true. Yeah, so everything you have is with you and you can always access it. So that's very important. Another thing that I just realized today is we went through, you know, from our B&B back to the airport, through all the airporty stuff into the plane, off the plane, into the, what would you call it, minibus, I guess? Yeah, minibus. Minibus. And uh, get dropped off and then a, a block or two to our apartment was that you have both of your hands free. Mm. I really enjoyed that, having a backpack instead of a wheelie bag and having both hands free to, I don't know, look at a map, to keep your balance, to buy something at a street stall. All of that stuff was just so easy and simple, and I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, I like that too. And also having a small bag means you don't look so much like a tourist. Mm. When we were in Romania several years ago, we got ripped off because we had these huge, enormous bags with patches on them, and we were really, really easy to spot as as tourists. But with our, our small bags, well, we could just be a local going on a weekend trip or coming home from, from college or something like that. So it's not so noticeable that we're, we're travelers. Another thing is it's much easier to use public transport, and that's, you know, local trains, local buses, cable cars. And what it means is you're not paying for taxis all the time, mm-hmm. which you normally have to, unless there are kind of dedicated airport bus runs with large luggage space. Yeah. Yeah, the minibus we caught this afternoon when we arrived in Kishinau, I don't think we could have done that with a big bag. No one else who got on had a big bag. We just had our, our carry-on size ones, and I could put mine under my seat, and Craig had his on, on his lap. Yeah, that cost us the equivalent of 10p or 12 cents, something like that. So it was really, really cheap. And a taxi would have been heaps more expensive than that. Almost anything is more expensive than 12p. Well, that's right. I mean, that, it was ridiculously cheap. We could have caught, we probably could have caught a, a large local bus. We could have caught a taxi to somewhere and then a bus. But this minibus was the perfect solution. And it would have been very difficult if we'd had big bags with us. 
Definitely. Uh, walking around with our bags isn't a problem, so we don't need to take public transport or taxis or anything that often anyway. Uh, it's quite comfortable for us to walk for half an hour to an hour mm-hmm. with everything we carry on our backs. Yeah, so sometimes if we have to check out from our hotel and we want to just wander around the city a little bit more, we don't have to return to pick up our bags and, and things like that. So it saves a lot of time and money. Yeah, but that isn't to say we don't use luggage storage whenever it's feasible or mm. easy because it's always nicer wandering around with no bag than you know with a 10-litre uh, 10 kg bag on your back. Yeah, like today when we arrived, our apartment wasn't ready, so we left our bags in the reception and went for a walk. Of course, because you don't want to take our bags just for the sake of taking the bags. But yeah. if we do need to, that's fine. It's all about flexibility, right? That's it's right. all about being able to make the right decision at the right time mm-hmm. and uh, not be kind of coerced by your stuff yeah. into having to make a certain type of decision. And as long as we're not overpacking our bags, we don't hurt ourselves by carrying them around. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen people do when they might have 30 kilos in a wheelie suitcase, but then the wheel breaks because, you know, even though you can put 30 kgs of gear in them, they're not really designed for that. And uh, then they have to, to lug them around. I've seen a lot of people strain themselves doing that kind of things. And, uh, and also people carrying around large backpacks. Uh, hurting their backs, and that's not good. That's not what you want to do on your trip. Exactly. So there are so many benefits to packing light, really heaps. We would be remiss if we did not mention the disadvantages, of course. So the first drawback is that we do have to do laundry more often than other travellers. So we have to find a laundromat, or we have to stay with someone who has a washing machine. That's something we have to do. Yeah, we've got uh, family members who will travel for up to a month at a time and they'll have a month's worth of clothes mm-hmm. with them, not intending to do any washing at all during their entire trip. Yeah, and that does mean that we have a slightly more limited wardrobe, so we don't have so many options in terms of you know, clothing choices. Yeah, it does mean that sometimes we have to discard items that are useful or are nice but not essential. Mm. And so in that case, we just have to rebuy it. So we've become masters at rebuying things like uh, cheap, sharp knives and uh, wine bottle openers. They're, oh. the, they're, the, they're the two that we keep going back to. Yeah, we've bought so many wine bottle openers. It's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, and they're fine until you need to jump on a plane, mm-hmm. and then uh, off they go. Yeah, we tend to try to not fly that often. And like we're going to be in Moldova and Ukraine for a month, so we don't mind buying a knife or a, a wine bottle opener for that amount of time and then, and then giving it away or throwing it away or something like that. Yep. Any other disadvantages? I mean, it all comes down to, to options, really. Mm. And for me, the option of being able to move around with my bag and all of the advantages we just talked about far outweighs having more stuff. I agree. And you know what? We quite often have more stuff in our bags than other people have in their really large bags. I remember when we were at a yoga retreat, Azulfit, back in, was it 2000? Well, about two years ago, two, three years ago. And we had our little bags. And there were people there who were just on a two-week holiday. So uh, every time anyone asked, oh, does anyone have a, a sewing kit? Or does anyone have a plaster I can have? Or does anyone have... We were always the ones who said, yeah, we have one of those. Yeah, we have one of those. And people couldn't believe it because we had these tiny bags but they were so strategically packed that we had everything we needed and everything everyone else needed. 
just as you've described that, I'm imagining a cartoon I vaguely remember from childhood, where there was a guy that could pull almost any kind of sporting equipment out of his out of his bag. Do you remember <laughs> that cartoon? Oh, I can't remember what it was called. If, if you if you remember what that cartoon was called, please send me an email, uh, mail at indietravelpodcast dot com because I think I need to YouTube that. <laughs> that was hilarious. the truth and we alluded to this before it took us some time to reduce our luggage to carry on size so we started traveling in 2006 we had everything everything the whole no, world no kitchen sink but yeah a dvd library of about 200 dvds those things are heavy i blame um, you i still can't believe it but anyway anyway we had the the full allowance and we justified this by telling ourselves that we were going overseas to live. We weren't traveling. We were living overseas. Well, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, even and especially if you started listening to it way back in 2006, you know that plan just hasn't worked out. Well, we did. We, play, we stayed in Malta for six months, and that was fine. But then when we left Malta, we were going to be traveling pretty crazily. We got our URL passes, and we were moving around pretty fast. So luckily, when we left Malta, we did leave a lot of things behind. And uh, we managed to get down to just the bags. So that was good, just two 80-litre backpacks. But, oh, my goodness, still so much stuff. About a year after we left Malta, we managed to get rid of your backpack, down to a 50-litre one, which is still not carry-on size. And then a couple of years later, we managed to replace mine and then just kind of reduced it down, down, down. But for some time, my bag was carry-on size and yours still needed to be checked in, which mm. was very annoying. One thing we lost, here's a disadvantage. You can no longer play bag wars. Yes, I was so thinking about that. We'd always uh, compete and have a running tally over whose bag came out first from the aeroplane and whose was second, mm. and then blame the other person for all of the wasted hours of yeah. our life over the year. Yeah. I usually won, of course. My bag usually came out first. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no one will believe that. I'm going to remember it how I want to remember it. You do that. Yeah, but then, of course, when it was just Craig's bag, he won every single time. Yeah. Or well, lost depending on how you look at it. I definitely won. It was whose bag came out first, not whose bag didn't come out. <laughs> we were never waiting for my bag, were we? My bag was always with me. So every time we reduced size, we started by just buying a smaller bag. That's the only real way to do it. Mm. Having a smaller container forces you and constrains you in the options that you have. So we cut out items that had become essential. Uh, Items like a stovetop espresso machine. I still miss that. I still miss it too. It has made coffee in wonderful places, but about every 8 to 12 months we'd break one and or start it. again with a new one, leave we, it behind. We lost yeah. one in, in, in Invercargill. We lost one in Sweden. And uh, in Italy it fell off the gas hob. It was as the coffee was being produced and uh, splattered coffee all over the ceiling. That was quite fun too. It, uh, yeah, we've had things like that, insulated mugs, uh, small carry-on size board games, all sorts of things that felt like they were essential, and we did get a lot of use out of them. But within a couple of days of getting rid of them, we never really missed them again. Yeah, it's true. It's only in shows like this when all of those feelings of nostalgia come out. I would still like to have that stovetop espresso machine, but I do have to be honest and realize that we don't often stay somewhere with a stove. 
or if we do say someone with a stove, that usually has a coffee machine. So, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> yeah. As we said, we started by getting a smaller bag and then excluding stuff as we packed. So you could follow our lead and you could slowly go down from 80 to 50 to 35, or you could just do it the easy way and figure out what size a carry-on-sized bag is for the airlines that you're going to fly and start with that. Yeah. If you're going to a bag shop, they'll know what size carry-on size is. So just ask. Yeah, and be aware, though, that there is a difference in carry-on sizes on most legacy airlines and most budget airlines and also between, like, economy class and first class. That's true. So you do want to have a look around and get an idea so they don't upsell you on something that is going to be too big for Mm -hmm. what you're going to be doing. Depending on your travel style, you might prefer a suitcase or a wheelie bag or a hybrid bag, which is a wheelie bag with a harness in it. Now, personally, we like backpacks because they're light. They're lighter than either of those two options, and they're easy to carry. And also, we really, really hate the sound of wheelie bags wheeling over cobblestones. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) The people of Venice hate it too. They've made it illegal to wheel wheelie bags through the streets of Venice. That's true. You have to carry it which is great because it's particularly loud in Venice. Whatever bag style you choose, whatever fits you, make sure that the bag you choose can be locked for security and that it's comfortable. Uh, For me, I think there's four zippable areas in my bag, and I just have one padlock. So if I need to leave my bag alone, I'll make sure all of the valuables are in one of that section, and I can just lock that section up. Yeah, one of the bags that we had for a while was not lockable, and so we had to buy an enormous overbag that could be locked and it was really inconvenient and it was just something else to carry so try to avoid kind of a hiking pack style because they often aren't lockable after you've got that bag you can be organized and make a list of the things that you want to take with you or you can use someone else's list we've got a few packing lists on the indie travel podcast you can check out If you write it down or chuck it in a spreadsheet, then you can start putting items into categories, and that gives you an easy chance to start chopping stuff. Yeah. Linda likes to be organized like that. I just like to put everything out visually. I'm very tactile and very visual. So putting it in a spreadsheet, it always sounds so lovely and so organized and so right and so efficient to me. But in reality, I just need to get a whole lot of stuff and put it out. Yeah, however you do it. Organize it into groups. So have your wardrobe in one area and your toiletries in another area. So you can see, okay, I've got seven T-shirts. Do I really need seven T-shirts? Things like that. The answer is no. The answer really is no. So compartmentalize. You can use stuff sacks or compression bags for your clothes and keep similar items together. Personally, I have one bag for underwear and another one for my other clothing. And I know that if those two bags are full, it's time to throw something away. Yeah, I don't like putting bags in bags. So I have one bag which is full of electronics. Um, It's a waterproof bag, like one that you would take kayaking or something like that. Uh, So if we get caught out in torrential rain or I fall over into a river, most electronics are going to survive. But apart from that, I don't like the the stuff sack, packing cube thing. But you do Um, have one, don't you? You have the red one. Yeah, I'm carrying one at the moment but not using it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's my experiment. Interesting. Well, you need to work out your own travel style. Personally, I like to have things in packing cubes or in little bags so that I can just go, okay, there's my underwear bag. I need undies. I know they're going to be in there. But my bag also has lots of pockets. 
So I can just put certain things in one pocket, certain things in another pocket. That system might work for you as well. Or if you have a suitcase, you can have certain types of things in one corner, other things in another corner. I'd say, I mean, we're, we're talking about cutting down. We're talking about minimalizing the stuff that you take so that you have more freedom on the road. I would say you still need to allow yourself a luxury or two mm. or three. My luxuries tend to be pretty basic. And when I say basic, I mean mainly electronic. <laughs> so, you know, I've got my phone and my laptop and a Kindle. Um, I'm carrying around a bound notebook at the moment. It's just paper. I mean, I could do it on my phone, but the thought process I have with a paper and pen is different. So it's something I don't need, but it makes my life better in a, a bunch of ways. Yeah, I quite often have a paper book in addition to my Kindle. At the moment, I don't. I'm being very good. But, um, yeah, that's something I often carry. Or maybe uh, a game, like we've carried Monopoly Deal around for a while. But I think that's going to be sent home soon because we're not playing it very often. No, and and stuff goes in, in cycles. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the moment we're both playing lots of our games. Instead of being like card games or board games, they're games we're playing on our phones. So we're doing like pass and play or just playing individually or online. And so that's removed the need for that. But that's not to say we won't pick up another game in the future and carry around with us. So whatever you do, don't get locked into this legalistic idea of I must have this or I must not have that. Just make it work. That's the point. Yeah, I found it really interesting doing the research for this podcast, looking back at our old packing lists and seeing what we used to carry and what we carry now and how it's changed. So there are quite a lot of things that aren't the same. And I think you need to be ready for that. Things will change. I mean, certainly your clothes are going to wear out, so you'll need to get new clothes. And what clothes you can get will depend on where you are. So, yeah, you need to be prepared for that as well. One of the big things people often ask me about when they see how big my bag is, is what do you do about cold weather? And my honest answer is I try and avoid it wherever possible. I I like sun. I like temperatures above 25 degrees Celsius. I'm not a fan of the cold. But I do have enough gear in my bag to be able to handle about 5 or 10 degrees Celsius, and that's cold enough, thank you very much. So Linda's got this nice metaphor that she likes to use to visualize how she packs, and that's to think about things like a room, room, different rooms, sorry, in a house or an apartment. So you have your bedroom, your wardrobe, you have a study, you have a bathroom, um, and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, and you have a kitchen as well, of course. Mm-hmm. Can't forget the kitchen. Well, you can um, forget the kitchen if you don't want to take a kitchen with you. I mean, you did talk about taking kitchen the kitchen sink. sink. Come mm. on, come on. Have to put that in there. Yeah. But anyway, there's all of this, uh, all of the things that you bring can be kind of visualized in this way. And then depending on your priorities, you can make one room bigger or one room smaller. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't want to turn this podcast into a big, long list of stuff to take. If you'd like to find that out, come by IndieTravelPodcast.com. Linda's going to put together a full packing list, a full example packing list, I guess, because it's going to vary person to person. But you'll be able to see what we're carrying with us and some of the stuff that we used to take and don't carry anymore. Uh, So if you're interested in that, IndieTravelPodcast.com, you'll find it there. But let's talk briefly about these different rooms. All right, so start off in the bedroom. Now, depending on your travel style, you might not need any of the items that we take in our bedroom. But we have silk sleeping bag liners, which we find really useful. And I also use an eye mask and earplugs. So that's the bedroom. We don't need a pillow or anything like that. Your wardrobe is obviously going to vary depending on where you're traveling, but generally keep it light. That's the thing that you need to cut down the most on. 
So think about undies, several t-shirts, trousers. We've got a full list over on the site. So let's move on to the bathroom. Right. Well, because you're traveling carry-on size, you are really restricted on what liquids you take because most flights won't allow you to take any liquids or gels in containers that are over 100 mils, and they'll only allow you to take a maximum of one liter worth of stuff. So we tend to buy large containers of these items, travel around for a bit, and before we jump in a plane, we'll decant the big normal size containers into smaller containers that are suitable for flights. We found it useful to cut down to a small toiletries case. So keep it small and you won't be able to put too much in it. So that's been quite helpful. Uh, also in the bathroom is the first aid kit. Make sure that you've got a basic first aid kit that includes your medication, things like painkillers, some bandages and plasters because they come in really handy. We also keep our sewing kit in our first aid kit for some reason. With the kitchen, once again, metal implements, sharp implements are out. So... We've got some plastic sporks. We've got some plastic fold-down plates and cups and bowls. They're called Oracaso. We'll link to that as well in the show notes. And then we'll have some snack food all the time. Always. Because there's nothing worse than arriving in a place where you don't know where you are, you don't speak the language, and you have low blood sugar, and you can't make decisions. You don't have to have all of the plates and sporks and things if you, if you aren't going to be cooking for yourself. But we like being able to do that occasionally. It saves a lot of money. In the lounge or the office, um, it's all of your electronics and entertainment needs. And most people, I think, can get away with just a phone. Yeah. Uh, a phone is a good enough snapshot camera. It's good for gaming. It's good for reading. Uh, it's good for all of your communications. Because we're working on the road, we also have things like microphones, spare hard drives, laptops. It, it adds up. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't forget your adapter because there's nothing worse than having your electronics arriving in a place and not being able to plug them in because you have the wrong plugs. Oh, yeah, an extra battery pack for your phone as well. We've found oh, to be super useful. So good. Yeah, even with the iPhone 6 Plus, which will last almost a day of heavy use, that battery pack just to get through the last couple of hours, priceless. Yeah, my phone has not been lasting as long as it should these days, just getting through the morning. So having the, the battery pack with us is really making a big difference. And then there's all sorts of extra rubbish that you carry around with you, and these all go in the junk drawer. Yeah, or the whole cupboard or something. I don't wasn't quite sure what to call that, but it's just the stuff. So things like a padlock and all of your documents, uh, your wallet, maybe an umbrella. We carry umbrellas because, you know, we do quite a lot of city walking, and once we've arrived in a place and we want to wander around, an umbrella is very convenient. It's all of that kind of stuff. Your documents might include, well, obviously your passport, uh, vaccination certificates, you might need to carry a copy of your birth certificate. We carry our marriage certificate with us, all sorts of things like that. So we like to carry it in a document wallet because then it's all together and we can kind of forget about it because we very rarely use it. If you've got some advice, something to add or take away from our packing list, uh, if you've got a question to ask, head over to IndieTravelPodcast.com and do a search for Pack Light. Uh, you'll be able to find the show notes there and pop your question in the comments. Yeah, and of course you can always send us an email at mail at com. 
A couple of people did that this week, replying to our email newsletter. One was Jessica. Now, Jessica actually wrote several articles for us in the past. Back um, in 2008, 2009. Yeah, way back in the day. So it was great to hear from her again. Uh, she is, I don't think she's still living in her van, but she's still spending a lot of time out on the road working in a lace business. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I was assuming, I, I don't actually know, but I was assuming she's going around the different kind of craft fairs and stuff like that promoting her lace. Very interesting. And we also heard from Chris Christensen, who is one of our favorite people. He podcasts over at The Amateur Traveler. So if you're interested in podcasts, which you obviously are because you're listening to this, you should also listen to The Amateur Traveler podcast. And he said he's heading to Porto. So that's awesome. I love Porto. Uh, you can sign up for the email newsletter at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It goes out once every couple of weeks, has links to all of our stories, as well as some behind the scenes information about where we are and what we're up to. Yeah, or you can just send us an, an email, mail at travelpodcast.com, and we'll sign you up. Ah, uh, listen to that. There we go, handy screw cap. Yeah, no wine bottle open needed there. Yeah, they figured that out for the airport. Well, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I think we'll leave you there because we've got some uh, wine drinking to do. So until next time, travel well.